What's happening, weirdos? What's happening, weirdos? It's our time. It's a one-time thing in the week of Friday. Friday, it's Friday. <laughs> you know it's Friday. Everyone turns it off. This is a great one. This is sort of a reverse one, meaning the first part is sort of deep. And I think I was very excited to share the things that I learned mm-hmm. this week. And I, I hope they're helpful to people. They were very helpful to me. And then the second half is is kind of the lighter. So we flipped it. Flipped it. But we also talk a little bit. It's like it's the winter time. It's the holidays. So this is the tone. Yeah, it's, it's chill. Not, it's not a manic one. Yeah. Grab a mug of something warm and listen to this bad boy. Dim the lights and touch it downstairs. Oh, no. okay. That's not That's the vibe. not what we're saying. We're saying get in a hammock. Yeah. With a sword? Like I really don't <laughs> I don't understand the vibe. It's very relaxed. Um, thank you for your support of the show by listening. And if you are able, it means a lot to try a Pete's pick. Maybe give one to a friend this Hollandaise season. <laughs> um, because every sale counts. It, it helps us uh, keep the lights on, as I say. So Katie, uh, roll those um, ads. It's the giving season. So why not give your favorite weirdo some Pete's picks, and what better to give than something to make them beautiful, radiant, glowing, healthy, vibrant from our friends at Living Libations. I'm always saying Living Libations is a great way to support this show because you can get something big. You can do what Val and I did, which is overhaul our entire medicine cabinet, our whole beauty regimen with skin care, hair care, teeth care, eye care, baby care, with a natural natural, meaning you'll recognize the ingredients high and alternative to random chemical nightmares. But you can also, maybe you don't want to do a full overhaul. You can just buy a tongue scrubber, (laughs) buy a tongue scraper, support the show, support your, your mouth health and get a tongue scraper. Meaning this is a great way. Use that promo code, support the show, support your body. Cause like I always say, I've been very careful about what I eat, but I wasn't being careful about what I was putting on my body, which of course ends up in your body. And these things can be very, very toxic, very, very unhealthy. Living Libations makes natural alternatives that are not only easy to pronounce and understand, but are badass. Their exfoliating uh, face wash is the most powerful, gritty, best working face wash scrub that I've ever found in my life. It's incredible. Use it before you shave. Makes it such a better experience. Also, their best, their shaving cream is incredible. So natural and wonderful. You can rub it into your face after you're done shaving and use it as an aftershave. That's how hydrating and wonderful it is. I also use their best skin ever moisturizer. We use their Love the Sun zinc-based sunblock for Leela to keep those chemicals off our baby. Believe me, whatever you're using in your daily beauty regimen, Living Libations has a wonderful alternative that is good for your body. So get into it. Go to livinglibations.com slash weird. Support your body. Support the show. You'll get 15% off. Livinglibations.com slash weird. And no surprise, this one's empty, of course, because I'm always drinking Magic Mind. Magic Mind is a productivity drink. It's not an energy drink. It has matcha, so there's about as much caffeine as half a cup of coffee, but it has adaptogens to bring you down, to round out the edges of that sometimes too much caffeine experience, softens the caffeine, and then it also has a wonderful blend of nootropics that help you create, help you think. Basically, Magic Mind is flow state 
in a bottle. I travel with it in a little baggie so I can get through TSA with it. Uh, that's how important it is to me. I take it before my shows. I take it before my podcasts. I take it before I face my inbox. Sometimes you just want to get into that dual state of up and relaxed. It's the perfect flow state drink to drop you into flow, get you working, fight procrastination, fight brain fog, and also drink less coffee. I drink it with my coffee, which is my buddy James. That's what he did as well to balance out that coffee, but I also take it by itself. Sometimes it's all I need. Magic Mind is a magical elixir. It gets you dialed in, not wired. Total game changer. As you guys know, I discovered it and then reached out to them to work together. So this is not just some empty, none of these are. These are things that I love. It's not just reading copy. I'm telling you about something, some things that have made my life better. And Magic Mind is absolutely one of those. We have a wonderful offer for weirdos at Magic Mind. Go to magicmind.co slash weird and use my discount code at checkout weird for a limited 20% off your first order. Do yourself a favor and subscribe because once you try it, the more you use it, the more it builds, the better it works. Absolute game changer. Magicmind.co slash weird and use promo code weird at checkout. <laughs> that was terrible. We're uh, Let's roll into it as we made it weird, babies. Val? Get into it. Hello. The tip of the tongue, the teeth and the, the tits. The tits. <laughs> the tip of the tut, the tip of the tits, the teeth and the tut. <laughs> What was the song last night? We were in traffic for two and a half hours yesterday. Yeah. We went to a premiere. (laughs) You know what? What? Not Grammon from the premiere. I'll promote the movie, but like, you know when people talk about, I guess what I'm saying is here we are talking about it. So I guess we are sharing it, but it's a little bit more nuanced. Yeah. We can we can tell the whole experience, not just wearing a suit jacket in front of a poster and being like, my life's better than yours. <laughs> Don't be mad because I'm doing me better than you do. Don't be mad because I'm doing me. But that's a, <laughs> that's a terrible feeling. And while we enjoyed the movie and stuff, uh, no big surprise here. Yeah. A movie premiere. What was the best part? I'll ask you because I, we have the same answer. Of the experience. It was the popcorn and candy during the movie. (laughs) Okay. I knew it. (laughs) That was it, right? We we went in and it was at the Grove. Yeah. It was so hot. Well, we could talk about the traffic and we will, but boy, that was, that was, we lost our minds. Yeah, we were losing. I screamed at one point, get me out of this car. (laughs) And then I went, you've only been in this car for this moment. (laughs) And then we did Eckhart Tolle selling things. Yeah. There's only one eternal <laughs> present. So, oh, Brody. Brody. So why not spend that moment in a Nissan Altima? <laughs> Feel the awareness of your body on premium leather seats <laughs> with three heat settings <laughs> to help you surrender and resist nothing in the Nissan Altima. <laughs> I love that it's a Nissan Ultimate. Yeah, somehow Nissan (laughs) found him first. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so we that there was that, and there were a lot of songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we sang a lot of songs. And they were, I'm crazy, but like when we've been cooking in a car, 
for yeah. two and a half hours. Yeah. And we're getting loopy. Yeah. It reminded me like in Crashing, we would shoot things where we had to like simulate a long drive with uh, pops, little moments of mm -hmm. the ride. Really hard to do because yeah. losing your mind in a car is so specific. And I think we all maybe do it yeah. similarly. Uh, Yawning right into the mic. Uh, <laughs> oh, this uh, a <laughs> No, I, we do something very specific to us. I mean, I'm sh sh probably other people do this too, but this is sort of our unex our uncommunicated thing that we do. You and I. Yeah, where if we've been in the car for a long time, you'll start making up songs and then I start like drumming. Yeah. On the dash and the and it was, I want a chicken sandwich with white cheese. <laughs> on a on a sesame seed, on a sesame seed bun. <laughs> yeah, now was, I've done a new melody. We'll never find the old I one. I know. It but was it had like Paul Simon Graceland. Yeah, because then you started to because it was like on a sesame seed bun. On a sesame seed. On a sesame seed. It was something bun. like on a sesame a sesame seed bun. <laughs> yeah, and something like, like that. Whoop. I was kind of doing the tribal. <laughs> yeah, I'm not it's, mocking it. Everyone oh, relax. Everybody loves that album. Mimicking That's the world's favorite album. on the soles of her shoes. Rich girl. Yeah. Rich girl. I love, I love that song so much, and I love that it's like that part first, like diamonds on the soles of yeah. my shoes, and then he goes, "People say I'm crazy. I got diamonds on the soles of my shoes," and I always think, "What do you mean, the people who were just?" <laughs> 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 he's a, he's like thumbing behind yeah, yeah. him. Yeah, people say these crazy. guys. Yeah, people say. Okay, They're like I've never heard anybody say that phrase until this album, and that you are referencing it instantly. The blind creativity of that album is insane, and it's so close to bad. I don't know if we talked about it. It was Grace a huge Lane. swing. Like people say, people say I'm crazy. I got diamonds on the soles of my He says diamonds on the soles of my shoes so much. Oh, yeah. It's like this type of creativity Paul Simon does. And a lot of comedy does this now, too. Mm -hmm. It's like deliberately less effort. Uh huh. Well, that's one way to lose them walking blues. Yeah. Diamonds, diamonds on, on the soles, soles of your shoes. And then there's other it really fun stuff. But then he keeps coming back to. Did I mention these diamonds? That's exactly why our <laughs> loopiness in the car led to making up songs, led to Paul Simon and like then just singing Paul Simon. We because did just sing Diamonds on the Soul. That album does sound like he's like, just play, just play. And I'll start singing. He slips into my pocket with my cockies. Yeah. Are you okay? Says you're taking me for granted because I please you. Wearing these diamonds, uh, like enough, uh, enough with the diamonds. Which is like exactly what you do when yes. you're we're, when we're making up songs and you're trying to fit it in, and they're like, duh. Well, that was sesame. Ses it needed an extra syllable. Sesame, but say sesame. And then what I was gonna say is that I'm crazy. Is like when I'm listening to us singing in that. Brody, you can't you can't do that the whole time, buddy. Stop. You just can't. They're here. They're going to be here. And do you want to come under the yeah, desk? get under the desk where go you where feel... You're go over protected. here. Protected. All right. You know, <laughs> it's actually funny because we can talk about Brody because that, that was a powerful thing. We had a Thanksgiving. We had a Thanksgiving party. Not to burn. <laughs> <laughs> I call it a party. It's Thanksgiving dinner. 
And there were two dogs there. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows, and I'm going to keep this quick, because everybody knows I'm challenged by dogs. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet want to. So much of life is knowing like highest self Pete and how glorious he is. And when his heart is open and his needs are met or more even precisely, the things that I'm worried about have been taken care of. Yeah. And like the fog clears and I'm just like there. And I love dogs and I love everybody. And mm. it's just my favorite thing. And then that only makes it worse when you're pinched and you're mm. a little stressed. Mm -hmm. And I can get a little pinched and stressed when there's groups over even though they're my friends and it's fun. Mm -hmm. And now there's this other dog. The Gungers brought their dog and it's mm -hmm. a puppy. And and I, I'm not, I'm always so worried to sound like a lunatic, but there is another like sort of agent of chaos. Can I say that? There's another yeah, sure. dog. Yeah. And, there, and the dog was like harassing the bunnies, you know, mm -hmm. and I was like, ah, and there's kids. And anyway, it was a lot. So there was this moment, which I'm so used to hanging out with comedians, I'll say in my defense, that the dog, the other dog, was following me. I was eating a piece of something and the dog was following me. Mm -hmm. And that was annoying. And my friend Chris was walking by. And then kind of for his benefit, I thought it would be funny if, but also it's how I felt. And I said yeah. like, get the fuck away from me, dipshit. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, yeah. Which I'm with everybody mm -hmm. that that's not highest self, Pete. Mm -hmm. It's not the Pete I'm trying to be. But I also, there's a solidarity to that. If my mm -hmm. brother, who was also there, mm -hmm. had heard me say that, he would actually, so Chris didn't like it. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that. Meaning he was like worried about his friend. You. Me. Yeah, not like the dog. What's, <laughs> like what's wrong with Pete that he just called a dog dipshit, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The Again, sort of in my defense is if my brother had heard me say that, not only would he have laughed, mm -hmm. he would have felt, uh, seen and understood, mm -hmm. like I too am overwhelmed by these sort of scavenger fluff mumpers. Fluff mumpers, yeah. Mumford and, <laughs> Mumford and Sons. So, you know, there's different audiences. Some yeah. people love dark humor. Some people love to see a guy who's overwhelmed just be like, go away, dipshit. Mm. And that's funny. Chris, who's like the Kramer of our group, meaning he <laughs> moves the story forward by being so blunt. Mm. We joked about it later that he kind of just comes up behind you and stabs you mm. in, you know, and I'm not even going to say it's always necessarily a loving way, but he, what I'm saying is like, you and I won't always move the story forward because one of the things that I would never want to change about you is you have enabling qualities, meaning yes. you, you've heard me be like, go away, dummy, front to Brody or whatever. Again, yeah. I'm not proud of this, but you'll kind of go, it's your great gift. That's Pete. Pete's being Pete. Yeah. Kind of like how people die. You remember them. Mm. Like you go like, right. hey, Pete tried to love dogs. Everyone in the church laughs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. He wanted to. And that's the Pete I knew. But of course, and then you tell a funny story about me yeah. saying dipshit to a dog. So where was I? Anyway, Chris was like, I think I mentioned it to him, maybe sensing that he didn't like it. Mm. I was like, you know, I said that for your benefit. I could have kept it in, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. And he was like, I'm glad you mentioned it because I didn't like it. Oh, what I'm saying is enabling people, mushy people yeah, that have eulogy energy, <laughs> yeah, which is a great We're compliment. We're the people who get asked to do eulogies. We're eulogy folk. Yeah. <laughs> but you um, aren't the best, you know, again, I wouldn't change this, but you're yeah. not going to confront me and go like, no. you need to look at this. No. Also, I'm constantly unpacking why 
uh, dogs bu- bug me. Yeah. I was talking to my brother about it. I was like, kids don't bug me. Kids are mm-hmm. even wilder. Mm-hmm. Same Thanksgiving party. The kids, uh, what is it? Sort of stomped they, a purple crayon into our white carpet. No, they rolled blue, like generic blue Play-Doh into our uh, white carpet. Isn't that funny that we know that name brand Play-Doh would probably come out a little I, cleaner? Uh, yeah, I honestly had that moisture. conversation with one with, with one the of guy the other the moms. <laughs> yeah, that guy. What is that guy? An artist elf? What is he? Yeah, what is he? What are you? A builder? A construction elf? It's either it's either an artist elf or a construction elf. It's definitely some. He's got an elfish whimsy to him. <laughs> yeah. And if you're making your little elf houses out of Play-Doh, God love you. Yeah. Because first rain. Be Winter's a... first rain. Uh, but you were talking about name brand Play-Doh comes out. Easier. Yes, it, and I, I said that like it was a it was like a funny moment where I came downstairs and I went, the girls rubbed Play-Doh all, and it was right. I won't go into my whole experience of the the Thanksgiving, but I will say it was after cooking all day in the kitchen, it yeah. was right before I was going to go sit down and, then the and eat. Yeah. And I saw the Play-Doh in the carpet and I just was like, <laughs> yeah. and I had the conversation. I was like, the girls rubbed blue Play-Doh all in our white carpet. And, uh, and my friend went, oh, it'll come out. And I was like, no, it's generic. <laughs> Hilarious. Like, uh oh. That's a great little moment. I love yeah. that. That's and, like oh. a line in a movie that makes it feel real, li- lived in. <laughs> yeah. Well, know? it was real. No, and it was real. <laughs> but I'm saying you as a screenwriter could, you know, hit save on that oh, moment. Yeah. It's very funny to me. So, anyway, I'm just, again, you can hear my defensiveness. I'm like, I, I my office is trashed right now. Like, I have a lot of tolerance, not only for Lilo, that's obvious, but like, For other kids, like I'm just kind of rolling with kids. So it's not just chaos. There's something about the neediness of animals Mm -hmm. uh, that that seems to bug me. And we've uncovered this before where I'm like, there's something mother about. (laughs) There's something mother about dogs, (laughs) meaning... My whole life, my to, specifically to you, my mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. not not just general mom energy, but like, yeah, there was a feeling of I need to tend to this, mm-hmm. and I did that so much. I, you know, I, maybe I hope I didn't say this on the pod already, but like a recurring dream of mine is like I'm in a house and I keep closing doors, but my mom keeps finding that and knocking, no matter yeah. what I'm doing, she's like gonna get in. Yeah. So that's a boundary dream, a hard thing. So having a, a, sometimes I joke that Brody's like the secret service. He sits Mm -hmm. out the door when I'm in the bathroom, but I don't like that. So, Mm -hmm. but, but this is great. This is actually going somewhere. It's not just venting. Chris says his thing. He goes, I didn't like that because I'm like, what's wrong with my friend? Yeah. And I put that through a love filter. Chris doesn't put a lot of glitter on his statements. He's just sort of like a, Loki style <laughs> dark angel. And I say that with this is one of our best friends. Yeah. But he moves he the story in- forward. He's not going to go Pete's being Pete. He's going like, what's wrong with like he'll just say like something's wrong with you. And boy, did I get defensive, defensive. when he said that because I'm yeah. like, get my brother in here. We'll tell you why I can't handle this. He can't handle it either. This is a trauma. This is a, a, yeah, a traumatic a trauma response. response. And yeah. I'm used to people like you that go. If it's his, his, hysterical, it's historical. Yeah. Something else is going on here. Yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. 
So, but because I, I pushed through that and I'm proud of that, meaning I didn't leave it at, well, fuck you. Yeah. I was like, tried to calm down and mm-hmm. over the course of a day or two found the care. I was mm-hmm. like, he did say, what's wrong with my friend Pete? And that is care. Yeah. He's not saying, well, something's wrong with you. I don't want to be around you. He's going, I see I'm adding my own flowery, but I see that you're hurting and that's yeah. that's something I don't want for you. Yes. He also felt he was sort of triggered by my treatment of the dog. People and their animals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like, I'm the dog. I'm like, no, the dog's my mom. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like we're all having like, what? You're just, not my mom. Just because these poor creatures can't talk, we project all of our stuff That's on them. exactly what I'm saying. And like when I moved into the hell house in Sleepy Hollow with my first wife, one of the first things I said to this couple that lived there that were kind of rocky I, I can't call it but uh, eventually seemed rocky i was like it's funny how dogs like absorb the energy of the couple but i my ex my wife at the time was like can't believe he said that because it is very like i'm getting a look at like at this you skittish guys, dog I, see you. I don't even know why i said that but anyway cut to what is krista's last name krista rauschenberg we got to work on that <laughs> just for branding it's just it's the first draft <laughs> Maybe ha- hamburger? <laughs> <laughs> Get an Akashic reading from Krista Hamburger. The hungriest guy at Ellis Island. Uh, Frank, how about Frank Furter? <laughs> Mustard <laughs> bun. That's your name he now. I thought he was putting in a food order. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny sketch. Mm. So Krista Rosh. Rauschenberg. Rauschenberger. R. R. <laughs> you said it. Like said it wrong. I can't. R A U. C-H-E-N-B-E-R-R-A-U-S-C-H-E-N-B-E-R-G. E-R. E-R-G. B-E-R-G. Burger. No, it's just Berg. Berg. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the hungry man. Burger. <laughs> Hamburger. Okay. No, C H E E S E B U R G. Yes. The reason I want to get her name right is if anybody's looking for an Akashic reading, mm-hmm. which is, I don't even fully understand it, but when I describe it to people briefly, I'm like, it's like getting a psychic reading. It's like talking to past people. It's a little bit like a yeah, medium in that guide. way. It's your guides. But it's, the way, yeah. yeah it's, it's, we're going to open your Akashic record. There's yeah. like a moment where they're like, I'm going to now open your record and it's open and at the end you close it. And in yeah. between, my mind is just blown. Mm-hmm. And I, I've done it twice with Krista. And this time, because, and this is key, because of Chris and his comment that was unwelcome, meaning unpleasant. Yeah. I You can bring a couple things to her to talk about. And one of them was, I was like, I want to talk about my dog. I want to yeah. like it's precious time. You could yeah. really be like my career. It's yeah. so much more interesting, but I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's talk about the dog. And she was like I forget how it uh came out, but it was definitely like there's a mom thing happening. Mm. You're projecting your mom. Mm-hmm. Uh and she said humor is really really important here. Mm. Your dog is not your mom. And she was like, and that's funny. Yeah. And you she knows I'm a comedian. She was like you should use humor and you mm. should start going up to your dog. This is so funny how mm. far we've come from our churches. <laughs> our churches. But like go down to your dog's level 
give him a big pat, look him in the eyes and be like, you're not my mom. <laughs> yeah. And even as she said it, I was like, I think that's exactly what I should be doing. Yeah. So I started doing it immediately. Uh-huh. And I can't, I'm not going to say it was like a finger snap fix, but I'm saying it was like an 80%, maybe even 90% instant fix. My attitude towards Brody has been so different. Yeah. And Christy even said she was like, you're, you know, this is metaphorical or, you know, story-ish language that she's like, your dog is playing the part. Like he's in an agreement. <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah. But he's entered into the agreement that you establish. Oh. And she was like, if you start telling him you're not my mom, and I do it probably 10 times a day now, I snuggle him. This is so great. I love this stuff because it makes me look good. <laughs> but I, I'm petting him on the belly. We're cuddling. Yeah. It's like real redemption, Brody redemption. Mm -hmm. And 15 times a day, I'm saying, you're not my mom, you're Brody. And we la I laugh. He, if we he laugh, that would be great. <laughs> Brody fig funny. <laughs> That's Brody's voice, by the way. Everybody knows. But she I did. She said, watch, he'll start acting differently. And I think he has. Really? There's been like a real hmm. psychic softening. Obviously, you know, you could look at this like, more scientifically and be like, I've changed my perception and that's working on me. But I swear like he's been chiller yeah. with me and has been, you know, they pick up on all that alpha stuff uh, yeah. and all that. And I feel him relaxing as I verily, verily, meaning over and over, remind myself, you're not my mom. Yeah, Like you're not hurting me. You know, he does hurt me. H-E-R-D. Heard. Yeah. Yes. He, he tries to figure out where I'm going. He panics. Yeah. He whimpers. There's a lot of like, oh, this is my mom crying. This is my mom yeah. wanting me home. This is my mom Needing kind of emotionally you. following me as I eat a piece of turkey. You know, yes. like there's a feeling of that. And <laughs> we've sort of snapped out of the spell. Yeah. And I'm so glad it happened. It's so funny. We usually say this. We're supposed to do this with like our parents, but I'm doing it with the dog before he dies that there's mm. been this healing. Mm -hmm. And really to walk it back, in summation, graduating class of 2029. <laughs> I'm giving a commencement speech. <laughs> it started because there was a friend in our life that is a vinegary, you know, yeah, sort of acquired taste right. that it wasn't in our life. Yeah. And I'm grateful to him. That's true. It's interesting. I mean, he is that way more with you, I think than me i'm sure there's like a male thing there and also it feels kind of bro yeah and also you're roasty a little bit so i think he probably feels safe to be his full self with you in that way yeah but it it usually isn't the type of friend i would embrace and have but i really love him because I, he's actually incredibly tender. And mm. when he, it was so smart and honest and reflective of him to say, I was worried that my friend wasn't okay. Cause that's actually exactly what I, where it comes from. I think where yeah. he's like, he is very like, look at it. Like, look at your, your issues. Look at your shadow. Right. I'm making you face it. And that is unpleasant. But where it comes from is he's like, because I need you to be okay. Because right. if I've let you yeah. into my heart, oh. I actually can't stand it if you're well, not Well, one okay. time he 
refilled the back tire of our electric brand e-bike. Mm-hmm. And um, I th- he overfilled it. It turns out you have to lift those things off the ground to fill them. Oh. Otherwise, the, the ground pressure, I think, can make you overfill it. Oh, interesting. That's what the bike shop said. And then when we were driving home, me and Leela, the the wheel popped. Yeah. And it was kind of scary and weird. Mm-hmm. And he was so like I wouldn't have been okay. <laughs> like oh. if like if it was his fault that oh. we like ate it. Yeah. So yeah, he's oh. very tender. He's very tender. But, and and I've seen him do it with his wife, our friend Jen, where like she won't she was like doing something and would and was like, I have to pee, but she was like cleaning up our campsite. Yeah. And he was like, you have to go pee. And he was being like mean about it in in our terms. Well, the way, but it's really like, he just can't stand that she's uncomfortable. Right. So he's like, go fix it. I guess what (laughs) what I'm saying, what we're both saying is like, there's just an argument. I've only been friends with comedians. Yeah. For so long. And now to have some like really interesting non-comedian friends that can challenge you Mm -hmm. in ways that you never, a comedian would never, if Moshe was over and I said, get away from me, dipshit, he might make fun of me in real time, but I don't know if we would have gotten to like, what's wrong with my friend? moment, yeah. Yeah. And to make you feel better and to support your point about your brother, when I like showed everybody to, because your brother stayed the night with us and so did the Gungers, I was like, getting everybody all settled in their rooms. And the last thing I heard your brother say before he closed the door to the guest room was, get the hell out of here, dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So the blend of confrontation, healthy confrontation, mixed Arnold Palmer with solidarity mm-hmm. but there's a there's a risk that might so around the holidays although this has already been the best christmas for me emotionally yay and, yeah it's been great and what we can get to that in fact i think we should get to that maybe we can just jump to that i'm just saying like my brother and i can just be enabling yeah and there's a comfort in that yeah in very similar to like your drinking buddy and you're just gonna drink mm. and maybe sometimes a night of drinking with your drinking buddy is exactly what you need and and mm. that's been that way for my brother, we can talk about our past, talk about our feelings, talk about how we feel like these gargoyles at a party of happy people. And we're mm-hmm. like, we fucking hate those dogs, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But it, it comes to a point. Your brother said something really sweet, actually. He and I were talking. Hey, dude. Uh, while I was cooking <laughs> breakfast. That's an, uh, again, I'm the only person really that knows I could that call that's a his perfect. Bank. I'd like you to withdraw all of my funds, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, I, he was talking about his best friend growing up and how he spent a lot of time at his house. And I was saying that my best friend growing up, Rachel, her family, that ha- they had four kids and the house was just always like bustling with life. It was like the Weasleys. Like it was just like... Mm-hmm you would just go on a Tuesday night and end up like trying to make a human pyramid and take a picture, (laughs) you Mm. know, like it was just so full of life and so fun. And you've said that example before. I love it. And my house was my, my dad was like, was an introvert in sort of an extroverted job because he was a pastor. So he wanted the house to be like very much just like, 
a place where he could sit in his underwear on a lazy boy and watch football. And so it was yeah. like just really quiet. It was just us. Yeah. And um, so I was saying that to your brother and I was like, so it's really, really healing for me to have a house like this. And I'm like, so glad we were on the same page with that. That goes back to my, it might not be what I want, but it is what I need. And I do enjoy it. Yeah. I do have moments where I'm like, I need to recharge. Sure. I'd love to go sit maybe a pee I don't really need. <laughs> I'm going to milk a pee I don't really need. That is, the bathroom is the introvert's chapel. Oh, sure. We love it. Yeah. Sometimes I drink, I catch myself drinking a lot of water and I'm like, all right, relax. <laughs> it's so I can get that. I'm so, I gotta, I gotta pee. Oh my gosh. I gotta. I'd love to hear the end of this recipe. But I have to pee. And everyone understands that. I wish we could just go, I'm drowning. Yeah. I could with my friends. I'm drowning. You absolutely yeah. could. And you can also But I like you don't it. You don't even have point. to pee. You can go into the bedroom no, and No, I know. And I do that. And, yeah. I do that. I and kids are great for that because they're always playing with blocks and stuff. And that's what I want to do. <laughs> that is what your basically what your brother said. So I was like, it's really healing for me to be able to have a house that's so full of life like this, where there's dogs and kids and friends and, you know, and, um, and your brother said, yeah, it's really healing for me too. Even though sometimes I find it overwhelming, it's good for me, yeah. which is exactly what you, yeah, you've said. And I want to say it's over. And I did say it to him. It is overwhelming for me too. Yeah. But it's sort of overwhelming in a way that feels a little bit like escapism. So it's not incredibly healthy, but where I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed that this is like, I'm like in the flow state Yeah. because I just can't, I think about anything else yeah. and it feels good to be overwhelmed in I think that that's way. Everybody. That's me a lot with my work. I'm seeking that sort of thing, Yeah. but I like it. But then it's also really fun when everyone leaves to watch you. It's nice when your partner, when you can appreciate what your partner appreciates, but then it's really nice when they also appreciate what you appreciate. So the oh, house yeah. is empty. Yeah. So the day after everyone leaves, I'm oh. just like, but then also you're not going like, who should we invite to lunch? And if you yeah. did, I'd go, what are you nuts? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I love a day after. after. The day. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, it's so fun to have everybody here and it is so fun when I'm like, I feel like my cup is completely f like overflowing yeah. with all the oxytocin that I get from being with my friends and people that I love. And now I get to just be in my quiet house with that feeling. It's and the ghosts so of them. I mean, good ghosts. Yes. Like the little memories and, and even the yeah. stain in the carpet, which you yeah. really, Rosie the Riveter, out it. Uh, I think it's great. Like I know. I don't know how. Should lend you my I eyeballs and you'd be like, "This carpet's seeing. ready to go." <laughs> it barely came out. I think it looks great. That looks like that was name brand. I'm not just saying that. It looks like it was name brand Play-Doh that came out. <laughs> so the other thing, and then we can go to the um, midpoint here, but is that she mentioned she was like, "I'm seeing that like you had closure, like and and I Krista, Krista. Sorry, we're back to Krista. Sorry." In the same reading, she was like, I'm seeing that you had a breakthrough. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm a good yes-ander. Right. Um, but that that's actually not the flavor of the reading. It's not like I'm seeing an M. It's not like that. No. In fact, I wanted to talk about my parents and a contract that I was about to sign. 
And before I said anything, she was like, they're telling me we're going to talk about your parents and a contract, basically. That's what like, she does. You don't tell she her. She doesn't talk. You don't tell she her She goes, I'm anything. opening your record. And then she just like a Goes faucet. Without knowing anything. And then, and then that's but what's, what's so cool. Even crazier or wilder is that she knows things that you don't know you know. And and so I, in real time, it didn't take me long. I'm glad because there's like a certain certain unsatisfying feeling if you get off the call and you're like, oh. <laughs> but I'm not exactly always great at looking at the events of my life chronologically and sorting them and all this sort of stuff. Right. But everybody knows there was, uh, my dad and I had a little dust up and, and I, I knew it brought us closer in the aftermath because I think that's sometimes why we unconsciously fight. Listen to other episodes of this podcast for more analysis on that. Yeah. But what ended up happening, uh, and I'm not diagnosing anybody. I, I can't. I'm I'm struggling just with me. So I'm not putting labels or pointing fingers or anything. But after that sort of why can't my dad apologize to me sort of thing, even though I'm apologizing to him, I'm just like, why can't you say I also see your side of it? And that just wasn't in the cards. And I started doing research and I read, um, I forget what it's called. It doesn't matter. There's so many books on Again, we're not talking about narcissistic personality disorder necessarily. Mm -hmm. We're just talking about narcissism, mm -hmm. uh, self-absorption, mm -hmm. and identity making, mm -hmm. and how sometimes the cornerstones of your identity are built on a narcissistic principle. And I can relate to this too, by the way, because I have my things. Chris kind of poked at one of them. Mm -hmm. It's just too costly yeah. to take the, the keystone out of the arch and it'll all fall down. Yeah. So I'm reading this book and it's like, talking about some of those things. And one of them was an inability to apologize because it's like death. It's, mm. it's like the whole thing crumbles. Anyway, again, I'm always sensitive about this. I'm not saying that I'm not diagnosing my dad. I'm just yeah. saying I was reading this and it gave me this clarity and this was the breakthrough. And this has contributed to the softening towards both my parents and everybody in general was I was like, when we say someone's a narcissist, it's interesting that we're, we're mad at them. Mm. I'm really, that feels like a flower opening still in my heart. It's like mm. we're mad at them for having a disorder. Mm. It reminds me, somebody, I forget who it was, there was a stand-up who said alcoholism is the only disease. It was Gaffigan. It's the only disease you can get mad at someone for having, mm. you know? Yeah. And I was like, so too Brannis for me now. I was like, so too narcissism, meaning they don't want it. Yeah. It was developed or or it or it developed. You can even remove them one step, meaning whatever happened, this is very if I was them, I'd be them. But whatever happened, their protector, you can say mutated is too strong, but it 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 formed in such a way that it developed a certain way of processing information and interpreting re interpreting reality that someone might call it narcissistic, right? Mm -hmm. But why are you mad at someone for something that I don't think, and it really made me consider, is this what they want mm -hmm. or is it just what's happening? They don't know any other way. Mm -hmm. And how much can you remove them mm -hmm. from the way their brain developed and the way that their traumas channel different things in their brain in different, to pool in, um, metaphor, mm -hmm. in different patterns. And it's just kind of, it was a real click moment to go like, let's say it, let's just call it a disease because it's easier for the point. I'm mad at them ha for having a disease. Sure. And it's way easier to go, 
these are some of the symptoms of this way of thinking. Mm-hmm. They're not personal. And that's that's when I realized there had been a breakthrough and there has been a softening mm-hmm. that I'm really, really grateful for and I'm happy to be sharing. Yeah, a couple things there. I'm sorry, Val, we're out of pro- time. <laughs> it probably feels really good to your child self to have a way to let your dad off the hook. Well, we're always wanting them to see us as grownups, mm-hmm. but we can also be guilty of wanting them to still be our mommies and daddies. Yeah. And I think it's hard to consider for child Pete to consider that maybe there's something atypical mm-hmm. about your big strong, you know? And I'm, yeah. again, I can't call it. I'm just saying like, what? No, well, and- that, that man's a mountain. How could there be anything? Absolutely. And not to mention you're, so you, to your child self, your survival still depends on him and you have and always did sort of really not even just understandably, but like rightfully in some cases interpret his self-absorption with sort of not being there for you in specific ways mm. And so, and that feels like death to your child self who is like, I depend on this person to know me, hear me, see me, yeah. confirm that I exist, confirm that my needs matter and that I am loved. Yeah. My survival depends on that. So Brody. You're not my mom. <laughs> hey, you're not my mom. So when your dad doesn't do those things. Uh, it feels your child self feels like it's dying. So there is something in there where your adult self is saying to your child self, Hey, this is just a man who can't help be this way. Not your childhood father. It's just a person. And that feels probably really, yeah. Comforting to your child self to be like, it's not personal and you you can let him off the hook because children are always looking for ways to let their parents off the hook. Like they don't want their parents to be at fault because it's, it's incredibly painful when they are. Right. Um, and because you haven't, I mean, I know you, I just, I, I, we've said it before on the podcast and it just bears repeating that really both things are true you have every right to be mad at your dad and he he's only doing as well as he can do so you can access compassion for him in that way yeah and- it's interesting it's a we've talked about we have talked about this before because when rain wilson was on the pod and i said about his parents they did the best they could and he went on a little rant about like did they were they mm-hmm. seeking out resources and help and i was like if they could have they would have yeah yeah, they did so, the best they could and also it it would have been nice if they could have done better. Yeah. Like I think yeah. the well, those living in that is living in the tension. I mean, yeah, living in the nuance of not like bypassing your pain with compassion but also having compassion. No, this is why <laughs> I like the the alcoholism comparison. Mm-hmm. You can be mad that mm-hmm. your cousin took a dump on your Mercedes. <laughs> in a blackout and you can say they are struggling with a disease. And I mean, that can yeah. 
often be very, very difficult. So I, mm-hmm. I'm hearing you. Yeah. I'm not saying, Pete, you can't feel anything because this is just this, or if we're calling it like a disorder. Yeah. I, it's just really humanize it to be like, just like I don't want to be mad at my dog and mm-hmm. I am. And that's like a, you could call that a disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, so too, Brian is for me now. So too, maybe mm-hmm. my parents wish they could this, this, or this. Like yeah. my mom is another example. Like she probably wishes she, and I see her making efforts actually, mm-hmm. a lot of effort to not have a knee jerk sort of judgment or negative thing, yeah. which can be something that I struggle with as well. That's kind of in our blood. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I I think it's um, it's sort of whatever works best for you. That's what, well, what I'm saying is I've, I've spent a lot of time being mad at my cousin for taking a dump on my Mercedes <laughs> yeah. in a blackout. Yeah. And I wasn't spending a lot of time going like, Jesus Christ, Devin needs help. Yeah. Like Devin needs, I mean, with alcoholism, it's like you need rehab, you need to stop drinking and, and there's, you know, you could call that a cure. And with some things it's just like, well, yeah. Yeah. The well, ship, I think the that, ship that is in the ocean. That is what the breakthrough my understanding of what your breakthrough was which is very it's very Al-Anon. Who's Alan? <laughs> you don't know Alan on that show? I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to Alan on Family Drinking. I'm Alan. <laughs> yeah. Um which is don't expect them to be any different. It's just, yes. They are doing what they're doing and you're suffering, you're adding to your suffering by expecting them to be any different. Yeah. I guess it helps me to think of a highest self them that might be like, this isn't even my preference. It's just sort of what's sure. somewhere deep in there. I think that is true. And I, it, it's, I can get, I can imagine it's an incredibly painful feeling to not be able to connect with your own child and not really know why or how. Very confusing. Yeah. Yeah, that was when I was visiting my mom, There was we were having, you know, it's the fourth dinner. Mm-hmm. Even though I was only there for two nights, somehow it's the fourth dinner. The fourth, the fourth dinner meal. is a great name for a movie about a family. <laughs> yeah, because we can rock the first three pretty good. And then mm-hmm. that fourth one, we're sort of running out of things to say. And I don't think I'll forget it as long as I live. It, it It's in the running to be like a regret of mine. Yeah. But I was sitting there, two people who do want to connect. But it, for, I can only speak from my experience being like, it's hard when you could, on a surface level, there's certain things that I like to talk about that I just don't think we, like religion, spirituality, mm-hmm. just like I tried. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Meaning I sent books and all that stuff. <laughs> And then it's like, I know she wants to connect. I want to connect. But I don't know. Sometimes I feel like what I'm offering will be somehow used to against me somehow. Mm-hmm. Very common childhood feeling, I think, mm-hmm. or child parent feeling. And my mom at one point, and she's really, I really applaud her effort. She's trying. She's bringing up things. She's asking about things. But then I don't necessarily feel safe. And so the answers are kind of heard and then I end up being this weird guy who's just doing some mindfulness practice of being 
really present and going towards the feeling and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I looked just like a fucking lunatic, (laughs) just smiling peaceably at her. Yeah. And that's not what she wants. And she, the moment that really kind of haunted me was she just kind of closed her eyes in this like, like, how do I do? I was like, weird. We both sort of feel this way. Yeah. We want to connect and we don't know how. Yeah. And it's just like hard to update the software. You can't update a flip phone with the new iOS. Yeah. It can feel that way. Yeah, totally. I don't know. And to her, she's like, I've been using a flip phone forever and I'm trying to learn an iPhone. Yeah. (laughs) And I can't do it. Yeah, it's tricky pickle, tricky pickle. But I'm very happy to share that stuff. Yeah. Why don't we do our little mid-roll here? It's tis the season for the flakes that don't melt, as the old Head and Shoulders commercial used to go. Oh, gross. Pointing out someone's dandruff. Why would... Tis the season for the flakes that don't melt. And he points to someone's dandruff and they're like, fuck you. Okay, is dandruff... This is a question that we'll answer and address after the mid-rolls, but I'm going to pose it. Yeah. Like a cliffhanger? Yeah. Is dandruff an outdated concept? Can't wait to get into this. <laughs> I really can't. Or have I, do I just not see commercials anymore? So <laughs> I'm thrilled. Find the answer after these mid-rolls. Yes. Something I think is funny is we talk about the secret to success. People are always like, what's the secret to success? And we know, we know the answer. We know meditation helps. We know fitness helps. We know sleep helps. We know breath work helps. But we sort of need a little nudge to get these things actually folded in and integrated into our life. So I'm so happy for this new Pete's Pick, which is the app Open, which is actually here to guide you and to help you set yourself up for success with the things we already know we should be doing, but making it streamlined and easy and easy to make it a part of your daily routine, starting your day with open, ending your day with open. What does that mean exactly? Well, you do the breath work in the morning. It makes me feel focused more than coffee. It's incredible. Then you can pop over to their fitness to build strength and mobility and get this. This is the coolest one. I've been using the meditation part before bed and I'm asleep in under 10 minutes. That alone. If this was just a sleep app, it would be enough that gets you asleep in 10 minutes, but it does so much more than that. It helps you and motivates you towards your fitness goals, helps you and motivates you towards your meditation goals. It is basically mindfulness digitized, health, fitness, breath, sleep, all in one place. My only regret is not starting using Open sooner. This app will change your life. And if you want to get on my daily routine, you can get 30 days free of Open by visiting withopen.com slash weird. Again, that's 30 days free by visiting withopen.com slash weird. Oh, and if you're in LA, make sure to check out their new studio to practice with Open in person, which of course is super, super cool. We talk a lot about mindfulness on this on this pod. We talk a lot about breath work on this pod. We talk a lot about meditation on this pod. And of course, we're talking about sleep and improving our life and getting moving. Open is the all-in-one place to implement these things into your life. Support this show. Support your own well-being. Go to withopen.com slash weird. You can get 30 days free. So cool. Check it out. All right. Valerie, <laughs> dandruff... <laughs> Is 
No, I, I don't. I'm not saying I know the answer. I'm just so excited to sort of unpack yeah. this. So the question it's is: dry is, scalp, is so shampoo outdated? And was it? I think the deeper question was: was it manufactured? Like advertising is about introduce a pain point, yeah, and then offer the solution, right? Uh, so the pain point. So shampoo is going. It's like I think gingivitis was a term made up by Listerine. Oh, yeah, because I'm pretty sure gingivitis just means bloody gums when you floss. Right. And they were like, it's a good name. It's a good... And there are meetings like this where they're like, yeah, it it's sounds an itis. like something. It's an itis. Yeah. Like tendonitis. Right. Of the mouth. So <laughs> they go, don't get gingivitis, use mm-hmm. Listerine. And I think Head and Shoulders was like, don't get dry scalp. As if wow. I'm going after Procter and Gamble right now. <laughs> As if there's anything, there's probably a medicine in it, but it's not like hydrating. You know what I mean? It's like if you were having... Or it's only hydrating and you could have gotten that in other shampoos that just... Didn't... I think it is medicinal. I is think there's it? A, a cure or something. And I'm sure there are people maybe who struggle with it more or something. Yeah, I went to high school as, with those kids. But as far as it being like, you know how we're all dealing with dandruff? And you're like, are we? But it's not <laughs> and just... we've stopped using dandruff shampoo. Some people listening right now are saying, I have dandruff, I need special shampoo. I'm aware of that. Sure. But in the 80s and 90s, it sounded like we were all very much at risk for dandruff. Yes, and gingivitis. And we have both of them. And not only was it the commercials, but it was like in sitcoms. It'd be like, oh, yeah. is, like I remember there's a friend's episode where Ross is trying to make a good impression on uh, Rachel's dad and he like takes his coat and he's like, oh, is it snowing out there? And he's like, no. It just was a thing. What is the thing now though? Because there is a thing. There's got to be a thing now. There's a thing we're all talking about. What is it? Because it used to be split ends too. Split ends was such a thing. And and now again, split ends are still like you know, like let's trim but your there's ends. A, there's a market, but there's it like, is, and you can watch it go going up and down. And that Pantene Pro V, like image, the the computerized image of the like, yes. split hair, and then the like, yo oh my god, making and it then whole it, again. It becomes like bronze yes. and golden. Yes, oh and it's my being gosh. filled in with globs of the shampoo <laughs> and then healing. Yes. is there anything better? Oh, it's so satisfying. I have that image in my head forever. And I have the image in my head for like, I don't know if it was Nair. It could have been Nair. Remember Nair? Of course. I Googled, can you put Nair in your nose? Because I have really hard to reach oh, nose hairs that you I You shouldn't, right? Uh, I think I started nope. typing it in and I was like, although it did fill in. Oh, can yeah. you use Nair on your nose? And I was like... I'm not putting. Nobody should be using lie, <laughs> like yeah. straight up lie up my nose. But I remember the image of like the it was something like shaving, like so it had the hairs in the follicle, and it's like shaving just cuts them at the root. Yes, and it's and like waxing lifts. rips yeah. them out painfully, but Nair dissolves Nair, it away. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And have I told, I probably. What a golden age of advertising. We didn't even care. Just dissolve it away. We didn't even care. We nair. Uh, (laughs) Look, I (laughs) don't even nair about this. Um, Speaking of, I probably have shared this on the podcast before. I can't remember. My mom, when I was like probably 10, 
the rule was always that I couldn't shave my legs until 13. But I started asking at like nine or 10 if I could shave my legs. And I remember this very specific moment in childhood where it was like, we were all starting to think about like, I guess we're going to maybe get our periods soon. Mm. And we're also like, Alyssa is allowed to shave her legs. Like I remember my friend Alyssa coming to church mm. and being like, guess what? And like pulling her pants up. Wow. And I was like, no way. And I'm like, Alyssa can do it. And like begging my mom, like, please, this is so weird. It's so yeah. like messed up. I'm but already just... shaving Leela's legs. <laughs> oh my God. But, um, and my mom was like trying to have a firm line at like, no, we said 13 and and you have three more years to go. Like you have to cool it. And you're like, I'm going to be a Sasquatch. And I was just beg- yeah. And I would look at my, now I like think of them so fondly, but my like. Little kid legs. My little kid legs with like golden thick blonde hair. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, oh, and. When you and, walk by a dog, you want the dog to know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we we would just go back and forth and finally because she's a pushover like how I parent she settled on you can't shave your legs but you can use nair wow and that was that so like i was a woman like who was like loading something into a car when she decided that like <laughs> yeah. I, uh, nair yeah yeah i think it was it was like an exhausted like all right fine but nair is like and this is just, we didn't know this at the time. We yeah. had no concept really of like chemical burn and yeah, like yeah, yeah. all this shit that it was the most disgusting smell. It of was course. like watermelon, like, like Chernobyl for my formaldehyde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was just watermelon Chernobyl is the flavor. The new Nair scent. Watermelon and I would Chernobyl. put it on and I would like, I would like air itch because it would itch and burn so bad and I couldn't scratch it. And I would just like air itch my legs. It was terrible. And I probably used it for like six months. And then finally my brother was like, like called bullshit on it for my mom. And he was like, you're going to let her like put this mystery chemical on her legs just so that she doesn't shave her legs like the result is the same what what are we doing here that is what a breath of fresh air it was a really cool moment for my brother and then she's like you're right okay you can shave your legs so weird and he probably saved me from future cancer fc i mean hopefully but like, God, yeah, it's just such a specific feeling and mm. of the 90s of just like, I'm just obsessed with wanting to shave my legs. Yeah. And like, there's no way Nair still exists. Do you think it does? It does. It does? It's got to exist. Who I'll give it a go. Who is using it? I don't know. The Illuminati? I know. Yeah, give it, a, give it a glue. Illuminari? <laughs> okay. um, Nair. Oh my God. It's the, yeah, Nair care doc. No, I'm not even going to. Well, as if you don't know what I was going to say. Well, the first one is how to remove pu- pubic hair. People are narrowing their, their nards. I can't imagine. I mean, maybe they've updated the formula and it no. doesn't burn. Is like Nair a okay for pubic hair? Like all Nair, this, the source is Nair care. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's ask Nair care if it's uh, good are to safe use. safe when used as directed. What is the story? I guess... We don't have to get into this, but 
Somebody at the Thanksgiving party told me that like Vogue models are like 14, 15 years old. Like a lot of like yeah. high fashion models are like babies. Yeah. And it's just so weird. It's one of those things that's so flat in our face uh-huh. that we're like, keep girls children. It's rape culture. I mean, it just, I hate to just say ben it. Shapiro comes in. <laughs> Is it? Oh, Is it really? Um, you are not invited here. Please right. see yourself out. But thanks for making the drive to <laughs> I live here. I love the hippie vibes. Oh, God. It's a wonderful culture. And statistically. But it is. Like, we're trying to take away I, anything I, that makes that, like, all of our... Well, high heels. All of the stuff that happens to women after puberty our society tells you to get rid of those signs that you've gone through puberty. Armpit hair. Arm, any sort of body hair. Yep. Dip hips, it in there. Like don't have hips. Well, you know, I mean, that is, I know not for you specifically, but that is what we're, what we're going after is like, I mean, there's been, it's been, there's been progress, but even that, the like heroin chic, is coming back What's where that? it's it's like you're so skinny oh, you have heroin, no heroin not heroin yeah no it's heroin chic it's like the the like low rise you know I don't want to name anybody but I'll say Kate Moss Kate Moss kind of look oh. um it's weird and it's all just like removing womanhood from women and yeah. it's and and now let me be clear if that is your natural body type that's totally different that's beautiful too but when a when bodies who are that are will never naturally be that yeah. are being told that that's the only beautiful thing yeah and yeah and like women have body hair after puberty and we're just supposed to like pretend that that doesn't happen and i'm not saying i shave my legs. This is I, a weird. So I'm not doing a great job at. No, none of you are. That's why we're winning. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, J.K. But I, I, I just this is a weird distinction to make. I wonder. Again, I don't really know what rape culture. Ugh, I don't even like saying it. It's almost like pedophile culture. Yeah, it it is. I, I'm just saying that feels more specifically right. Yeah, sure, but it is keeping women. Small, young, prepubescent. Yeah, this like, is, this is it's terrible. Well, <laughs> it, imagine how it feels to be one of us. Well, you know, you guys keep using the three emotions that we've greenlit for you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> just it's terrible. Um, yeah, no, but it is, it's interesting. Like, I don't know how we're going to address that with Leela. Because already she sees me put makeup on and she wants to put makeup on. And I've already failed because I wanted to, I don't care if she wears makeup, but I wanted to never say like, you look so pretty. After she wears it? Yeah. Like I want it to be like, makeup is like a costume that's fun. And if if it feels fun for you, you can wear it if it's fun. In our house, we don't play pretty, pretty princess. We play... Look, there's a royal woman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> She's the queen, bitch. <laughs> That's what we play. Bazoombi. But I already catch myself just because it's old programming. Like she'll put makeup on and I'll be like, you're so pretty. And I'm like, and you're pretty before and you're always pretty. And ah, it's so yeah. hard. It could be nuts. I thought I would be troubled when I saw Leela wearing lips, your lipstick or something. But I was like, who cares? Well, that that's the thing too, is I'm also trying to like, 
but demystify it. If yeah. I was like, not in my house. Yeah, exactly. That's how you get the rope ladder out the window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bed sheets tied together. Yeah, but it's going to be a whole thing. Like we're going to have, before we even know it, like probably as early as three years from now, mm. we're going to be like having to deal with her maybe wanting to, you know, shave her legs or do things like that and be like. And we'll be a Nair family, as is the Cheney tradition. <laughs> That's right. You can use Nair. <laughs> this this episode brought to you by you guessed it here for the holidays. Get I your actually think it's brought to us by living libations, which is the opposite of Nair. So yeah, it really is. Go get some of that and shave. Absolutely. Shave your legs with that. <laughs> well, I love this. This was chill. Oh, that is sort of very on theme for anyone else out there. I just have been feeling like stuffing. Like yeah. I can't move. <laughs> you said it's because we're kapha. Yeah, that's Ayurveda, Ayurveda. Ayurveda. But like, boy, Mm -hmm. I bet you could find the episode we did last year at this time. And I bet it was like a chill one like this, which I love. Yeah. But then like as soon as it starts getting warm again, I'm like, everybody's big old dick. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I like both modes and it is, it's like cozy, wintry sort of. Yeah, this was a crackling fire episode. Yeah. Hot cider. Ooh. Let's make both of those after this. <laughs> to put a pin in the premiere story, a premiere is going, enjoying a movie, eating the candy. Oh, right. And then you end up sort of satelliting mm-hmm. the orbit of the stars of the movie. And I just, which is fine, but it's about them. It's their birthday party. It's their wedding, really. Yeah. And I just looked at you and I was like, are we about to get out of here? <laughs> and and we, yes. we drove, we basically watched the movie and then, and then, and then, and then drove back. It's so, it's just, you know, ho- like Hollywood events are fun f- for the sake of candy. Be- candy. Yeah. Uh, in that it's fun to feel fancy. It's fun to do something novel, but everyone that we've ever been to, we leave early. Cause you actually, once you get there, you're like, I'm going to have to talk to a whole bunch of people that I either don't know at all or I barely know, yeah. which is actually worse Yeah, because then you're like trying to remember every detail. You're trying to remember their name. It's so- and it's, it's all just that like we're so lucky to have friends that are like, if you say, hey, like, get the fuck out of here, dipshit, they're like, are you okay? Like, we have friends who get, <laughs> who get they're inter- straight they're to the, like, core of the core thing. of you. Yeah. We, yeah. Are, we barely ever have to do small talk in yeah. our lives. No, on Thanksgiving, there was a part where, like, we were all laying on the couch, and I was like, this is like 1962. We're, like, draped over each other. Yeah. yeah. Just snuggling and talking and fucking getting into it, and also being stupid and silly and weird as well. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell that story. This will be the story, the light note to end on. I took a, a, a marijuana edible. I actually took two because I had taken one before and it just didn't do anything. So I mixed two. One was like a low one, and one was a high one. And it ended up being like the best, well, you know, you and I have talked about this a million times. When you were a huge weed smoker, you you would you're chasing that magic one. Yeah, and it really is one of the th- gifts for me about weed. Why I don't find it compelling is one, it wipes me for like a week, mm-hmm. and it's also very erratic. I could mm-hmm. take those two exact edibles, and it just would give me a different experience. Yeah, but this time, I took it, and it was absolutely perfect. It was just. <laughs> exactly what I want stone to be. 
everything was just funny. Mm-hmm. That's really what it was, was I couldn't stop laughing mm-hmm. at everything and anything. Mm-hmm. But I was still there. I wasn't in outer space. Mm-hmm. And I say that because, you know, it's difficult to be a parent and be gone. Yeah. So I was hanging with Lee, right. loving it, laughing. Then it came time to read a book. <laughs> And I were reading Judy Moody. It's a chapter book for children. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't the funniest experience <laughs> of my life, I kept checking in with Val. This is my trauma. Like I was always with her. Yeah. She wasn't like, what's up with dad? With Leela. Yeah. yeah. I kept being, what did I say? You said checking in with Val. Oh, with Val, Leela. Yeah. And I, I was like, daddy has the giggles. Like, is this not funny to you? And then she started laughing. Mm. But what I couldn't, there were so many characters in this book that reading the page that we were on was like this. What is it? Said Judy. I don't know, said Rocky. Let's look, said Danielle. <laughs> look, said Stink. Stink is one of them. And one of them's named Stink, which I couldn't handle. Yeah. But like, I, I just said that fine. I couldn't Get say that. It. Yeah. It was just like one word said somebody. And I'm yeah. like, how many people are in this room? And yeah. I was dying. <laughs> Leela started laughing just because I was laughing. It was one of it was a peak moment for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally one of the sentences that you read because I was in and out was and then Stink grabbed its lump and they all walked backwards to China. <laughs> yep. Like with no context. If you have the giggles, Mm -hmm. God help you read. And then there was, I read her another children's book and I was really into it. (laughs) And then it just ended. And I was like, wow, that really ended abruptly (laughs) for me. Like it just like, it just, it felt like the book in Elf where they're like the last 10 pages aren't in there. It just ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was funny. Anyway, Mm. season's greetings for the flakes that don't melt. That's right. (laughs) Head and shoulders. Um, All right, babies. Well, till next time, keep it crispy.